From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Swathi Young is an international keynote speaker, blogger, community builder, and chief technology officer of Integrity Management Services Incorporated, a healthcare services company where she is leading innovative AI solutions for clients. In her 20 plus years of technology experience, she has led over 100 projects globally, Belgium, India, and the United States across a number of Fortune 100 companies like GE and Oracle. Swathi is passionate about using cutting edge, artificial intelligence technologies to increase the performance of organizations. She believes that the intersection of artificial intelligence and humanities is important to focus on as we lay the foundation of AI applications for future generations. So Swathi, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's go ahead and get started with our questions. What is the AI playbook and how can stakeholders uh, in the federal government use it? Sure, thank you for having me, Susan. Um, the AI playbook is a framework that can help multiple stakeholders in the federal government agencies to implement um, AI systems and solutions. It actually is accompanied by a white paper called the AI Primer, just to familiarize everyone with the, you know, AI can be too jargon loaded sometimes. So we just demystify that and make it very simple. Like I like to say K-I-S-S, keep it stupidly simple. So it's in plain English language, the primal and talks about what is machine learning, what is supervised learning um, and unsupervised learning, just to give a basic foundation as the primer. And then uh, that will help you uh, nicely ease into the AI framework and the AI playbook. So essentially the AI playbook, if you have an idea to implement an AI solution in the federal agency, or you're trying to solve a problem and AI is the tool in your toolbox to use, it will go through a nice phased approach as to what are some of the things you need to think about. So we start with a phase called assessment, where we lay the foundation and assess the situation, essentially establishing what are you trying to accomplish? What is the goal? What is the objective? And where are you in terms of understanding what AI technology is, understanding what your data is, because AI tools uh, nowadays, they all need data. So in the assessment phase, you do that. And then you come to readiness where you obviously have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is how does it impact the workforce? How does it change the business processes? How will it uh, affect day-to-day -day life uh, of the users? So we do need to talk about that in the readiness phase. And obviously this framework will, uh, will help you ask those questions about change management. So there is readiness with respect to process people and technology. So we help you get prepared to launch the initiative. And the third one is selection. So what are some right tools? And you hear about platforms like H2O or AWS tools or Google's TensorFlow. 
So what are some tools you need to think about uh, is in the readiness section. Apart from that, what are some established uh, agile processes towards launching? And more importantly, what is uh, your proof of concept looks like? Because we always advocate start small, get small wins, and then you can go to full production. So um, in the readiness phase, sorry, selection phase, you do that selection and obviously and the next phase, you oper uh, operationalize the entire process and you move it. And then um, you also have the phase of integration. Does it have to integrate with your backend systems? And last but not the least, the governance. Too often in the world of federal agencies, we talk about what is the governance around monitoring this on ongoing AI system? Does it have compliance and privacy issues? And you have to check all those boxes. So this five phases will definitely help you to evaluate how to implement an AI solution in your agency. That's excellent, Swafi. A great basic overview of exactly what government is looking for. So Swathi, what are the top trends of using AI in the in federal health IT? Oh, in federal health IT, a lot of different solutions, especially with the COVID situation, a lot of things come to mind. The number one use case I would say is wherever you can save money. Too often there are a lot of either manual processes or basically disparate processes. There might be a lot of manual combined with a little bit of automation. Take the case of uh, uh, fraudulent uh, medical claims in Medicare, right? So that's an excellent use case. Nearly uh, 900 million medical claims are being actually recorded by uh, CMS every year. And out of that, you have the semi-automated process of reimbursing healthcare providers, all the medical claims payments, and later point of time, they find out there is some fraud and they investigate the case and they recuperate some of the money back. So instead of that whole process, think about front loading and automating even before you pay the reimbursement amount, by using machine learning. So that's one use case that comes to mind. The second one in, in terms of COVID I can mention is that one interesting aspect and advantage of using AI is that it is able to see patterns that humans cannot see. So if you give the AI system uh, 50 million records of COVID uh, death data, it can discern patterns across a number of factors. It can be factors like the zip code, factors like socioeconomic conditions, factors like pre-existing diseases. So a human or a statistical modeling can only deal with so many variables, whereas the AI system will go and crunch and find correlation between this death information and the factors. And so maybe the local and federal agencies can make intervention possible, right? Maybe there's a zip code which has more incidence of uh, uh, COVID cases. So maybe they increase the testing facilities over there. So, so that's another use case I can think of on top of my mind. Um, and the third use case I can say is anything to do with op operations becoming very smooth and using uh, predictive analytics around it. And this can include predictive analytics can include around 
if something is going broken, like a medical equipment, you can uh, actually predict with a high degree of accuracy what is the probability of an equipment uh, going out of order in the next 90 days horizon. And last but not the least, I do want to mention chatbots. I know they're not very popular, but with COVID, it is reducing the risk of human interaction and proximity by automating a bot to answer queries. And the interesting thing is the bot is not tired. It doesn't need a bathroom break. It will answer public queries 24 by 7, night or day. And, uh, and don't forget, these AI systems are not replacing humans completely. I say we are augmenting human intelligence because the complex queries will still have to be answered by us humans. So those are some use cases I can think on top of my mind. That's great. Thank you, Swafi. And what should um, you keep in mind when thinking about implementing an AI solution? So I, th I say three uh, things to keep in mind. The number one thing which I want to emphasize again and again, even though I'm an engineer by trade, is think of the business use case, think of the goals of the thing, because AI pixie dust cannot be sprinkled everywhere. It has to be very pertinent to the problem you're trying to solve, which has to align with your mission goals. So I always emphasize, even though you take longer, think about the problem. Like Einstein famously said, I spend 99% of the time thinking of the problem and 1% about the solution. I go back to that and you have to think more and more about your goals, number one. Number two, you have to think at data, data sources, what is the truth and veracity of the data? All the five Vs of data, what is the volume at which it is changing? What is the uh, variability of the data because end of the day, like I mentioned, a majority portion of AI implementations is what is called machine learning, which uses data. Here we're not talking about robotics or robots in the manufacturing sector. Here we're talking about algorithms and almost all, all algorithms use data. So number two is the data. And then number three is obviously how do you make it operational and how do you integrate it with the back end systems? such that there is a seamless integration and uh, the adoption of the systems increases. Excellent. And in closing, Swathi, what are the recommendations do you have for industry and government working together on AI solutions? So like I said, the recommendations are the sooner we adopt it, the better for everybody because it has proven time and again to give 200% or more ROI and if you're talking about cutting costs, obviously manual labor intensive costs. And also you're remember, you're also going to boost the morale of the employees and staff because sometimes routinely checking something gets tedious and prone to manual errors. So um, think about AI sooner than later. Uh, think about your business goals and how it can map to AI solutions. And if you don't know, have a conversation with people like me um, and last but not the least, think about the impact it will have to your workforce and be ready to have those conversations because end of the day, AI is there to improve our lives, but we do need a human in the loop. Thank you so much, Swathi. That is such great information. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.fedhealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy 
of Shutterstock Incorporated.